You tuned into Talking Business with Beverly, the show designed to provide entrepreneurs with clarity around their overall business through mind, body, and soul. Join our host, Beverly Walthour, as she explores the latest business trends to help you grow your business. Hello, and welcome to Talking Business with Beverly. I am your host and business strategist, Beverly Walthour. Thank you so much for joining us as we support you, the entrepreneur, in getting the clarity needed in order to create time and financial freedom in your business. And so we do this by not only addressing your business needs, but also your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, relational, and financial needs as well. And now join me in welcoming Wakita Cunningham to this show. Hello, Wakita. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, Beverly. Thank you so much for having me on. You are welcome. And so I have brought Wakita in, and she's uh, a transform. She's a certified. Make sure you know she's certified, so she looks. She, she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> so she's a certified transformational life and personal finance coach. And so she's just really and truly passionate about helping women, you know, live with happiness and meaning and purpose, and you know, both their personal and their professional lives. And so we're going to talk today all about how to have hope which HOPE is an acronym for happiness on purpose every day. And so, Wakita, before we actually dive into this conversation, I love to play this game with my guests where I ask them three random questions. So, Wakita, are you game to play the game? Yes, I am game to play the game. Awesome, 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 awesome. And so the first question, hmm, well, Keith, what did you, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Well, this is, this is a funny story. So when I was a kid, this is, this is funny. Okay, so I was, I was always one of those short kids. And I, well, I, I was still short. I'm still short. But anyway, so when I was a kid, <laughs> so, so when I was a kid, I used to like, you know, being, I, I like models. And I was I always like, you know, like being, um, I, we would go to church a lot, so I would always like the like the church women because they would always dress up so fancy and so pretty, and they were just always like so glamorous to me. And so the like the little church women, church ladies, what we call the mothers, um, they I always wanted to be like one of them. So as I got older, I had people that started telling me like you you will never be a model. You you know you're not gonna look you know you're not tall and all this and that. Mm-hmm, so I mm-hmm. always said that I wanted to be a church lady when I grew up, and then later in life I changed that to say, okay, well I'll, I'll just be a model. But that never happened. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I was I wanted to be a church lady. <laughs> I knew this was going to be good because when I asked the question, oh, I got, I got a funny story for y'all. I knew it was going to be good. She said, I need my listeners just to raise your hand. If when you were a little girl, you said you wanted to be a church lady. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And then she said, hey, I switched up to a model. So I love it. Keep that. And so, what is your favorite, one of your favorite foods? So my favorite food would be chicken. Yes. Um, yeah, Thank it you. would be chicken. <laughs> Thank you. Because so some folks, they come in here, they like, yeah, they like cucumbers, celery, uh-uh. carrots. I'm like, get out of my face. <laughs> I personally do not like vegetables at all. Not at all. We have to work on that, too. So I'm going to need the, the two of y'all to get together and have a healthy balance. Give them some fried chicken every once in a while, and then you're going to eat some vegetables every once in a while. So that's how we're going to oh, work okay. on that. <laughs> okay, we'll work on that. <laughs> And then my last question for you, what is your favorite season, winter, spring, summer, or fall? 
I would say probably spring because oh. I love the beauty of the blossoming flowers, the, you know, the butterflies, just the beauty of spring is, is probably my favorite. Yeah, I love that. I love and my it. I love it. In spring, so you know, I, I'm, I'm a I'm a spring baby. <laughs> there we go. Make it even better. Make it even better. Yes. And I realized with that particular question, I had to put like winter, spring, summer, and fall. This is just a little funny story. Why I said it the way I did. One day I was watching um, um, Family Feud, and that was one of the. This was actually one of the questions on Family Feud. And okay. so they asked, "What's your favorite season?" And the man said, "Christmas." I said, "Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Let me make sure I'm always real specific." <laughs> Because we, like, we do say the Christmas season. But, yeah, that's why I'm real specific when I say that particular question because I almost died <laughs> when I heard that man say that. I said, go ahead with your bad self. Okay. <laughs> so let's go ahead now and just dive into this conversation. So, Wakita, talk to us because I, I gave a lot. When I said the title, I said, like, Certified Transformational Life Coach, Personal Finance Coach, Coach, um, talk to us about the kind of business that you have. What is it that you do? So basically what I do in my business is I, I like to help women discover themselves. Um, hmm. Being a parent at, you know, at, in my early 20s, I, I literally have lived my whole adult life as a mother. And my hmm. life has always been focused around what my children enjoys. I mean, I've always enjoyed doing the things that I wanted, mm-hmm. you know, wanted to do for them and with them. However, I never knew who Wakita was in the midst of all this. So, so with them, you know, growing up, I, 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 my life was focused and, and devoted to them and doing them, doing what they wanted. So now it's like I want to help people discover who they are. You know, even with kids and growing up, you know, with this, people have young kids, I want them to discover themselves, not lose themselves in their children. Because there mm-hmm. are so many people, um, women out there, that we get lost in who everybody wants us to be, and we don't know who we want to be and who we are ourselves. So... That's what I do in this in my business. I actually help people discover themselves, help women discover themselves. So I, I say I take them on a self-discovery journey, and that journey is what is it that you do? What what do you enjoy doing? What do you like to do? What brings you joy? What revives you? Not based on anyone else and anything that anyone else wants from you. What do you want from you? So oh, wow. that's basically what I do. I love that. I love that. We're going to peel back some of those layers on what you just said. But this was something that was key. You, you know, a lot of times, especially in the coaching arena, a lot of us, we use our own experiences. Mm-hmm. To help us to help support other people, and so a couple of things that you said, you said for you, your life was caught up, in, and, and once again, you guys heard her say it wasn't in a bad way, but caught up in her kids. So you know, her life was so focused on her kids that it was like, okay, who's Wakita? And that part that you said, you know, you kind of you were able to kind of figure out and find out who you were. Walk us through that process of how you got from being your kid's mom to, hey, I am an entrepreneur and I'm good at what I do. Like, how did you get to that space? How were you able to kind of discover who you were and get to this space where now you own your own business? Because there are a lot of women that are listening that are like, you know, man, I wish I could do that too. So what was your journey? 
So with, for me, my journey in trying to discover me, it actually happened while my kids were, I mean, they're still, they're, uh, well, they were still young, but my daughter was actually getting ready to start high school. And when mm-hmm. she was getting ready to start high school, her, her independence level started changing where she wasn't so as dependent on me and so, you know, wanting me around as much. And in doing that, I was, <laughs> it's funny too, because I was like, you know, that one, I still had my son who was, you know, a little younger and he really, mm-hmm. you know, boys are different than girls anyway. And he really didn't care whether, you know, whether I was there or not, but I, so, you know, in, the, in, in doing that, it was like when that girl don't want you around and when that girl mm-hmm. you know, want to be around other girls and want to do mm-hmm. other things and she really don't want you, it just changed in me. So then mm-hmm. I decided, I, I had already decided, like, when my daughter goes goes back to, um, I mean, graduates high school and goes to college, that was going to be my time, too. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I actually, once I graduated, I graduated, I went to a technical school for two years, and my plan was to go back to college once I um, finished that. Well, I got pregnant and, you know, had my child. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll put my, my plans on hold until I get this child grown and, and do all mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. then going back to, you know, high school years, I just started researching. I started doing things. I started doing things that I enjoyed doing. I started going mm-hmm. to networking events. I started going to, you know, self-training classes. I started going to conferences and just doing things that I was like going around other people to see like, what are people doing? What are, what are people doing that, um, you know, do not have kids that they are, you know, having to be at the football games or the basketball games or cheerleading or whatever. What are other people doing, you know, around my age range at that time? And I, and, and doing that, I discovered that I really liked being and, you know, learning about different um, people's hobbies and the things that they did. And I've never been a crafter, but I've always been like, I like, enjoy, I enjoy hearing people talk about the things that they did. And uh-huh. that was one of the things I was like, well, what do I like to do? I could never, I could never join in on the uh-huh. conversation because I really didn't know what did I like to do. I didn't have any talents. I didn't have any, well, to me, I didn't have any talents. I didn't have any gifts. My thing was always, I was always helping someone else with what they wanted to do. But I never mm-hmm. knew what I wanted to do. And so when doing that, when she, you know, she would, I would still take her to her practices. But while I'm out there at her practices, I would be reading a book or I would be on, you know, taking an online class or doing a webinar or something online, just trying to figure out, like, what do you really like to do? So that was, like, how my journey, how it started with me was when she started high school, I started discovering what is it that you want and what is it that you want to do. And then, like I said, once she graduated high school, I was right there. I, would, I had prepared myself financially to where, okay, now is your turn. You made your plan for this. This, this was your goal. And now you're going to, you know, go back to school and get your uh, you know, get your degree and find you, and that's exactly what I did. I just, uh, once she graduated, I left my job. That's uh, literally a month before she graduated, and I, she started school in fall, and I started in spring, and I've been discovering me ever since. I love this. Oh, my goodness, Lakita. And I know so many people can relate. There are parts of what you said that I can relate to. I don't have kids, but... There are parts of what you said that I can relate to. And, you know, one thing that you mentioned was the independence of your child and how that was just like, whoa, wait a minute. (laughs) 
and just you know her not needing you as much as she did and like you said the little boy was like okay whatever mama um but that was huge and how you kind of went through your process because that's something that I feel like even for myself sometimes I'm like okay what are my hobbies like what do I actually like to do that's not related necessarily to me helping somebody and when I say helping someone else like stuff that I enjoy just right. for me, where I'm not trying to teach somebody something, but just me, you know, in that yeah. role of student, and then just enjoy it, kind of getting lost in that space. So that was absolutely powerful. And did you hear how, you know, she she was like, okay, I prepared myself for this. She realized that, wait a minute, this is going to be a space and a place. So she had her little plans. We'll keep ahead of plan in place and just yeah. said, you know what, now it's my time, you know, to, to really and truly see who I am. And so as I say that, I know that there are people listening where they're in the same boat. They're just like, okay, you know what? And, you know, they've gotten lost in that. And so can you talk to us just a little bit more about, you know, with your clients, what's the mission of your business? So you touched on it just a little bit when you were like, you know, you add, they, they go on that self-discovery journey, journey. But what's the mission of what you do? So for me, I, I say um, – well, I say that my mission is to assist women in discovering peace. So when I say that, well, I'm going to tell you my whole mission. My whole mission is to, to assist women in discovering peace, joy, and value in their lives on their journey to happiness on purpose every day. And the reason why I say peace because you have to be at peace with doing something for you. You have to have your own inner peace to, to know that you're not being selfish when you are focusing on, mm. on you and your peace. So the mission, my mission for my clients is to first get them past that point of thinking that it's selfish for them to think about themselves and to have their own joy and peace that's not related to anybody else. And mm-hmm. so in doing that, when they're finding that peace, it brings them joy, and they know, they find out what their, what their values are. What are my values? What do I want to for my life? And regardless of what we're going through in our, you know, on our journey, we need to have that peace and that, that joy every day. We need to do it on purpose, regardless of what's going on. And so for me, that is, that is the mission of my, you know, the business, the coaching business that I have. It is to assist the women in discovering their own peace, joy, and the value that they have within their lives. Oh, you touched on some awesome stuff. And one thing I want to kind of touch about, touch on just a little bit with what you said. We're gonna actually, we're gonna dig deeper into this after the commercial break. But you mentioned that it's not selfish to mm-hmm. think about themselves and to take care of themselves and to want to be able to, you know, kind of like you said, discover who they are. And so we're gonna talk a little bit more about that after this commercial break because I know that there are people that are struggling with that aspect of of of, of feeling self selfish or, you know, even being told that that is selfish of them. So Wakita, we're going to continue this conversation right after these messages. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with more talking business with Beverly. Are you a woman who is ready to reclaim your she power so that you can become more bold, fierce, and free? Kimberly Brown, the Worth Specialist, can help you. My Power of Self program is designed to help individuals do just that. To learn more, visit Calendly.com slash Coach Kimmy B. That's Calendly.com slash Coach Kimmy B. Rachel Christina's Christian coaching firm focuses on women who are looking to solidify their identity 
unlock their purpose, and unleash their authority as a kingdom ambassador. The Lifestyle Cleanse program focuses on identifying toxic behaviors and thought processes hindering your growth. The program will plant new seeds of truth and promise from the Word of God. To learn more, visit Calendly.com slash I am Rachel. That's Calendly.com slash I am Rachel. Are you ready to become the extraordinary leader who fulfills God's plan and purpose for your life? At J.W. Smith, we offer a transformational virtual five-month Leading on Purpose coaching and development program. We can help you discover your purpose, turbocharge your influence, and enhance your leadership presence. To learn more, visit www.jwsmithassociates.com. That's www.jwsmithassociates.com. Hello and welcome back to Talk of Business with Beverly. And so before the break, we were having absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing conversation with Wakitha Cunningham. And so she is a certified life coach, transformational life coach and personal finance coach. And so we were just talking about her journey when it came to her really and truly, you know, living her life with hope, you know, happiness on purpose every day. And so... <clears throat> Um, Wakita, before we went on the break, you mentioned this whole self-care thing and, you know, that it's not selfish for me to look out for myself. So can you just elaborate a little bit more on, you know, where does that thought or idea come from that, you know, people have that it's selfish of me to, you know, want to be able to do things for myself? Where does that stem from? I honestly think that that stems from a, a place where we are so used to um, people expecting you to do stuff for them. Like you, when you mm -hmm. are that doer, when you're that helper, people mm -hmm. expect you to do something for them. And when you set your own boundaries and you set those guidelines that, no, I can't do this, I got to do whatever for me. And I got to, mm -hmm. you know, take care of me. I have to say no sometimes. I have to, you know, be, put myself in the place to where I am watching out for me by taking care of me instead of just constantly being that doer and goer and, you know, doing what others want you to do. So if you, if you're always in a place where you are doing, 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 and you don't step back and take care of yourself, when you're done, when you when you when there's no more you can do, and you're down, it takes a minute to get you back up. So that's mm -hmm. why we, if you you know, I feel like if you take time, if you take the time to do for yourself a little at a time, you'll get to that point to where you're not gonna be so overwhelmed with doing everything else for everybody else. Because you you have you'll have that you know you'll be you'll be taking that time to say okay I got to take care of me I can't I can't do this I can't continue doing the same thing that I've been doing which is is not good for your own own self. Wow, I love that. And one thing that you said, and I want to tie it back to part of your story earlier. So you mentioned with your story, you waited until your daughter graduated from high school mm -hmm. to kind of pursue to pursue you know, the things for yourself. Do I need yeah. to wait until my, ch my kids are out of the house? Because I know you said you have a younger one too. So it wasn't like mm -hmm. where you completely, you weren't an empty nester when you started to, to do those things for yourself, were you? No, no, I, I was mm -hmm. not an empty nester. My, my children are actually like five years apart. So, mm -hmm. he, you know, mm -hmm. he, was, he was still in school and he still is in school. Good. And I just want people to know they don't have to wait. 
No. Until the kids are gone. Okay. And so no. what are some things, you know, I'm I'm this, uh, you know, this busy mom. I, you know, I have all this stuff that's going on. You know, I have the home. I, you know, I may, may have the, you know, the kids, the spouse, the work. I may be active in ministry or active in my community. How do I, <laughs> you know, with all of the stuff that's going on, how do I find time to, to kind of, you know, figure out who I am or discover who I am. And I noticed you talk about your process. So, you know, what are some things that I can kind of do to figure out who I am, especially if I've gotten lost in the title of mom and wife and daughter and, you know, um, CEO, all of that stuff. How do I carve out that time to figure out who I am? I, I, what I did was and what I still do is the same way that we know when uh, um, our kids' basketball games or our kids' football games, <laughs> or we know when we have to sit out there for practice. And we, you know, we know mm -hmm, when this, all mm -hmm. this stuff is taking place. You have to do that same thing for yourself. I know if I want to plan to go to an event or, you know, go to, a, 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 say, even a networking event or an mm -hmm. outing, whatever it is, I have to plan that the same way that I would have to plan to go sit at that football game for two hours or however long that is. So you have to actually – you have to plan your day. You have to plan your hour. You have to plan to make time for yourself. And 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 if you don't plan it, you you know you put that on your schedule. Say okay, between this time, you know, between one and two, I am going to the mall or whatever mm -hmm, that thing mm -hmm. is. And you and you do that regardless of what comes up. You know, you have to make an appointment if you had to if you had to go to work. You had to find a, uh, someone childcare or whatever mm -hmm, for that time. Mm -hmm. You have to make those same arrangements to make. You know, make that whatever event or whatever thing you have planned for you, you have to make those same arrangements for your children that you would have to do if you was doing it for a game of theirs or for an appointment or for a vacation, whatever it is. So you have to do the same thing that you would do if you was making plans around them, do that same thing for yourself. So that's, what I, that's really what I had to do. I had to look at it like, okay, well, if his father can take him to football practice and sit out there and wait two hours, I really didn't even like football practice. But anyway, um, so if you, if you can do that, you can go do that. Well, I'll go, you know, do this. And that was what, how I chose to, to make that happen. Well, I sat in these, in the, you know, in the bleachers watching and doing all that cheering on. Well, I had my headphones on, and I may have been listening to a, a, a book. I may have been uh -huh. um, listening, to, you know, on a webinar, listening to something. So you use that time that you know that you are doing something else to find something that you enjoy doing for yourself. And I, I, I've gotten into where I really enjoy um, my planner. I have a, a planner, it's a, and I love stickers. I never mm -hmm. was a little crafty person, so I love ah. to color, and I love stickers. So when I'm planning events, I'm, on, you know, I'm online, I'm looking up stuff, I have mm -hmm. a little sticker book that I pull out my sticker book. I may pull out my color, my pencils, my gel pens, or what have you, and I'm doodling, but I'm doing something and planning for my, for my next, mm. whatever that is and mm -hmm, not just sitting mm -hmm. there like, oh, I want to do this and I want to do that. But I'm actually looking up this. I'm on meetup groups. I'm in, you know, uh, Facebook groups, networking groups, mm -hmm, different mm -hmm. groups, and trying to find events to do that I know is, you know, that's something for me. Wow. And so, Keitha, you said, it was a couple of things you said in there that I, my mouth is open. And one thing is, you know, that time that you may be spending with the child at the practice. <laughs> and, so, and I just had a flashback of my mama. <laughs> and I, my sister and I, we used to play softball. They were like, uh -huh. man, softball, you're tall. But, yeah, I like softball. I didn't play basketball, but I love softball. <laughs> 
And so I remember my mom, she was always at the games. But just mm-hmm. like you said, it's like, okay, if I'm at practice or at a game, you know, I can, while I'm, I'm there, I can do another activity as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I love how you described that. But then you also said something that was key was soliciting support. Because you're yes. like, wait a minute, dad can take you, you know, and you being mm-hmm. okay with that, you know, having that conversation with the kids, look, <laughs> you know, there's two of us here, and, yeah. you know, this is how we can work together. And then once again, but releasing any guilt that may be associated with, oh, my gosh, you know, I, you know, as mom, I should have been there, you know, but no, like there was no guilt no. or anything in that at all. Nope, no guilt at all. And at that time, also, my daughter was at an age where she was driving. So it was like, okay, she was willing to do it because she was getting behind, you know, she was able to get behind the wheel. So that, to me, was a plus. I was, that was a win-win. Yes, it reminds me of that episode of, uh, what was it, Blackish? Well, the girl oh, yeah. got a license. They were like, oh, yeah, uh-uh, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. And, you know, they do anything to get behind the wheel. You know, so yes. it's like, okay, sure, go ahead. Take them on to the, the practice, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I, but I love the, the, the fact that you were open to that and realizing, mm-hmm. once again, I don't have to be superwoman. I don't have mm-hmm. to do all of that. So those are choices that yes. you made. And, you know, just trusting other people <laughs> to be able to take care of X. Like you said, so, hey, get on in here, help, help with whatever. You know, they're old enough to be able to help with that because sometimes it's like, well, you know, they don't do it the way that I do it. Okay, which one do you want? As long as it gets done, that's all that mattered to me. As long as it got done, and I didn't I have to love do it. it. <laughs> I love it. So, kind of tell me what is usually going on with your clients at that moment where they're just like, you know what, Wakita, I need help. Like, what's usually going on in their lives where they're finally asking for that support? Um, I think usually what is going on, they they are just lacking that self awareness. They don't know what it is that they enjoy doing because they've never done it. So mm-hmm. if you've never done something, you don't know what you are missing. You you don't you know you don't know what you're mm-hmm. missing if you've never done it. And so I think they're in a situation where you know, like I'm saying, kids are getting older. They're not as dependent. We're so used to them needing us and being dependent on us. They're happy, but they're not truly happy. They they're mm-hmm. happy with the thought of, okay, well, as long as I'm there and my kids are happy and I'm smiling, you know, they're smiling and they're, you know, mommy, look at me, look at me. That's the happiness that they know, but that's not like the true happiness of them. Like what's going to happen when these kids are gone, mm-hmm. you know, are in mm-hmm. college? What happens to you then? What's your happiness going to be based off of then? So they're, they're, they're lacking, I think they're lacking like self-awareness. They, they're not sure who they are. They're not sure what they like. They're lacking that true happiness within themselves. And, and I, I say this often that they they laugh lack the you know self love and I didn't I don't think that I didn't I don't think that I did not love myself I just didn't know what it I didn't know how to love myself really by doing for me the same way that I love my kids and doing for them uh-huh, so uh-huh. I, so I think that the the lack of um the lack of self-love and self-desire. It's like, I didn't know what my desires were. I didn't know what I wanted. I know what I had to do. I know what uh-huh, they wanted me to do uh-huh. or what I had to do based off of what they wanted to do. But I lacked my own desires. I didn't, I didn't know what I like for me and for my clients. I think that is what they also like. They like that self-desire. They like that knowing, you know, their themselves. So I, I think that's basically what their challenges are. Okay, that makes perfect sense. And so, you know, as your uh, clients come to you, is there like a framework or a process or anything that you kind of walk them through to help them achieve their goals or help them achieve results? 
Yeah. Um, first off, I, I start out with I help them, you know, I help them evaluate well, I evaluate their willingness to, you know, to want to accomplish the goals that they that they set for themselves. So you have people that, you know, they want to do this and they want uh-huh. to do that, but then they don't put forth the effort to do it. Like, you, you talk about it, but are you actually doing it? So that's one of the things that I do first. I have to see where you're uh-huh. not only setting these goals, but I have to see you accomplishing them because I, 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 I see people want this. They want you know, to change, but then what are you doing to about that? What are you doing uh-huh, to change? Uh-huh. And if you're not doing anything, maybe we're not we're not on the same page at what we are trying to accomplish here. So I mean it's fine. You you don't have you don't have to do it. You 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 know, if that's what you choose, but I don't think that we need to be working together because my thing is to work with the willing. I want to work with those that's willing to do what they need to do to get to another level. And so first, we just I just basically evaluate them. I allow them to, you know, set their SMART goals. And then once they set a goal, I see how, how determined they are to accomplish that goal and to work through that goal. And if, they, if they're not, then, you know, maybe – what I have to offer is not what you're, you know, what you're looking for, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. So, and then we'll we'll just move on from there. If you if you're re- if you if I see that you're determined and that you are willing to do whatever it is to work towards your goals, we'll go to the next step. And that next step is actually going through personality assessments. So we we'll do like multiple, you know, different personality assessments to see like what type of person that person really is like we know what we do but what Mm -hmm. type of person are you based off based Mm -hmm. off of these personality assessments that we um that we'll do um and finding out that's the different personality types and in doing that that helps that individual know like when i get ready to when i'm ready to go out and actually look for things that i'm excited about doing where where do i fit in where what do i need to be looking at so with the after the personality um assessment then uh, we find out what our true interests are and what type of person we are based off of our um, personality type. Then we will. Then I help them connect them to resources and groups and you know business owners, networking opportunities, just different places, different mentors, people that I know that may be in that area mm-hmm. that they can shadow or be a mentor that could be a mentor to them or can help them, you know, how to get started in doing this and just getting them to someone or to a, a person or a organization that can help grow that whatever it is that's been hidden inside of them. So I could basically connect them to different resources. Wow, wow, wow. So if you weren't listening Make sure don't come to Wakita if you're not ready to do the work. <laughs> I'm like she gonna work it, so don't come if you're not ready to to make some changes. I absolutely love that Wakita, and I love yeah. how you have all of that broken down because once again, you know, you, you got the results you have right now doing what you're doing. If you want something different, go hook up with Wakita. <laughs> and so my final question for you is, you know, what makes what you do? you know, as a coach, different from other coaches that may offer a similar service? So um, I think my services, they, it's about, my services are about finding the little joys in in your everyday life instead Mm -hmm. of focusing on, you know, Mm -hmm. your problem or your your pains or whatever it is that's going on in your life at that time. You got to focus on the little things because we, we want like a big big change. It's not going to happen like overnight. 
you have to be you have to focus on the little changes mm-hmm. that adds mm-hmm. up to the big results. And and it's gonna take day to day. It's a day by day thing. So uh, again, I just think my services are it's just focusing on the little things. It's just yes. the little joys. It's enjoying every day on purpose. Like I said, the journey to hope, hope, just having that little little bit of happiness on purpose every day. And the key there is on purpose. You you, you yes. you're gonna do it regardless of what kind of day you're having. If you Ooh. if I purposely wake up and I know that my night may not have been a great night, but I'm gonna make my day a good day on purpose. And so yes. I think that's where my key to to the difference is I'm gonna I'm going to push you into purpose of being mm-hmm. doing being intentional and being doing whatever it is to make you you know just have some joy during the day no matter what's going on. Yes. Oh, my gracious. Absolutely powerful. Well, Wakita, believe it or not, we are out of time. So mm-hmm. I know my people are like, wait a minute, I need some of that hope in my life. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Wakita, let my listeners know, you know, how they can find, find you and find out more information. So what's your website, your email, your social media handles? Okay, so I can be found on on Facebook at uh, W Cunningham Coaching. Um, that is my business page. My email is info at wakithacunningham dot com, and I also have a uh, book on Amazon that is Thirty One Ways of Influence, and you can find um, find me there and find information about me there. And I have a journal series, journal series that is coming out, and it is the Journey to Hope Journal and Planner. Um, it's the gratitude, time management, and goal setting journal that you can also find on Amazon. So those are a few ways that you can find awesome. me. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Makita, thank you so much for this conversation. I truly enjoyed thank it, and I much, know my Debbie. audience as well. Thank you. And we will have more after these messages. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with more Talking Business with Beverly. Are you ready to become the extraordinary leader who fulfills God's plan and purpose for your life? At J.W. Smith, we offer a transformational virtual five-month Leading on Purpose coaching and development program. We can help you discover your purpose, turbocharge your influence, and enhance your leadership presence. To learn more, visit www.jwsmithassociates.com. That's www.jwsmithassociates.com. Rachel Christina's Christian coaching firm focuses on women who are looking to solidify their identity, unlock their purpose, and unleash their authority as a kingdom ambassador. The Lifestyle Cleanse program focuses on identifying toxic behaviors and thought processes hindering your growth. The program will plant new seeds of truth and promise from the Word of God. To learn more, visit Calendly.com slash IamRachel. That's Calendly.com slash I am Rachel. Are you a woman who is ready to reclaim your she power so that you can become more bold, fierce, and free? Kimberly Brown, the worth specialist, can help you. My Power of Self program is designed to help individuals do just that. To learn more, visit Calendly.com slash Coach Kimmy B. That's Calendly.com slash Coach Kimmy B. 
Hello and welcome back to Talking Business with Beverly. We have moved into the portion of the show that I call Beverly's six-figure framework tip of the day. And so during this portion, I just provide you guys with tips and resources and strategies that I've used, you know, as a, as a six-figure business strategist and what my clients use as well to help them create six-figure businesses as well. And so specifically, I am a business strategist for Christian female coaches who are looking to create financially successful businesses without compromising their Christian values. So they're looking to create more income and more impact, but you know, not compromise their values, their Christian values in order to achieve that that financial success. And so of course, you know, you should already have your paper and pencil just from our earlier conversation, but if you don't, make sure that you grab it for this uh, particular uh, portion of the show today. And so what I want to speak with you guys about, and this is something, a series that I did um, recently for my online community, and sometimes as entrepreneurs, we may get off track a bit. <laughs> and so, you know, if you, and this is, this is how you know you're off track, and I, you know, this is one, one of the, the, the things that you can look at, is if you're not, you know, meeting or exceeding your revenue goal monthly, your monthly revenue goal, then I strongly encourage you to kind of pause just a moment and evaluate these three things in your business. And so, you know, these things, and I call it back to the basics. And first and foremost, as an entrepreneur, this is huge. Remember, your goal is to solve a problem. It doesn't matter if you are product-based or service-based. You want to ensure that you know uh, the basics to your business. And so basics for everyone's business looks different. So what may be basic to me may not be basic to you. But what you want to do is ensure that you're back to the basics when it comes to your business. And so I always encourage my clients, you know, what did God tell you to do? Like when you first had this business, who did he tell you to serve? You know, how did he tell you to serve those people? Because if we're not careful, especially, you know, as we're going day to day and especially in the online space, you can get pulled and pushed in so many different directions trying to chase this success that you get off track from what you were initially called to do to begin with. So I say, you know, get back to the basics. What were, you know, who were you called to serve? And as I stated, as an entrepreneur, what is the problem that you're solving? If you're not able to clearly articulate the problem that you solve as an entrepreneur is not going to go over well with the people that you're trying to sell your, your product or your service to. And so I always, even for myself, sometimes I'll go back and I'll just pause just to ensure, like I reflect at least once a quarter, like literally get away and do that reflection just to ensure that I'm on track. And if I'm not, then I kind of reset, you know, ask for, repent, you know, ask for that forgiveness. Oh my goodness, God, you know, I got so far off. Let's go ahead and get this thing back on track. And then, you know, get back to, once again, what I call the basics. And so that basic, it, it does start with, you know, what is the problem that I'm solving? You know, what's going on? What is it? And so, you know, as I go throughout this conversation, I'll use examples from my personal, you know, my personal business so that you guys will will be able to then just, in, in, you know, put your own take on it, you know, put your, insert yourself into, into the conversation. And so, you know, for me, there are a 
couple of different problems that I help my, my ideal clients solve. And so once again, I am a business strategist for Christian female coaches who want to create financially successful businesses without compromising their Christian values. So one of the ways, one of the problems that my, my clients have when, before they come to me, one of the biggest problems that they have is the pricing of their services. So my goal is to help them and show them they can have a you know 997 offer. They can have a $5,000 offer package or program and I help them to take that same package or program and they're able to repackage and reprice it and sometimes it's up to five times as much as what they had before so it may be a thousand dollar offer that we're able to now repackage and reprice for five thousand or it might be a five thousand dollar offer that they're able to now repackage and reprice as a ten thousand dollar offer and so that is one of the the key struggles with my my people is when they come in they're usually underpricing their services so we come in because now if they're, if I'm able to not only, because there's two parts to this, being able to show them how to repackage and reprice it, but plus, you know, the next part is, so they, they're, they're struggling with the pricing, but then they're also struggling with how to get more leads in to their business and how to convert those leads into paying clients. So those are the three main areas. Once again, they're underpricing their services. They don't know how to consistently get new uh, leads into their business and then they don't know how or they're struggling with converting those into paying clients. So now that we have come up with this offer, you know, we repackaged and we re-repriced it. Uh, yeah, packaged and repriced it. And so once again, it may be a $1,000 offer that they're now have it repackaged at 5000 And I always tell people, you know, it, it doesn't matter what price point I put on there on it. If I don't think I can sell it, I'm not going to be able to sell it. And so, you know, not only do we look at that offer, but then we look at, okay, how can I now sell the offer? And that is huge. And that's one thing with my clients, you know, and I've, I've shared examples with my community where I had a client, one client that was selling something for like $497. She repackaged that and repriced it the way, you know, the method that I show my clients. And she was able to sell it for, you know, go back and sell it for $45. $500 and within a week she sold like three or four of those services within a week so it was the same program <laughs> it was just the structure and the way that I have my clients look at what they're offering that makes the difference and so with that, um, you know, so we have it repackaged and we have it repriced. So once again, these are the problems that I'm solving. So I help them repackage and reprice. So now they're bringing in more revenue into their coaching business without having to do crazy stuff. And so that's one part. And then the next part, and this is when I say get back to the basics of what's going on. So what is the problem that, that you solve? Are you able to clearly articulate that problem? And so not only are we, uh, you know, one of the problems that I mentioned is the underpricing of their services. The other part is how do you help them solve it? Like what do you do to help them solve the problem? And so I share with my people if there's a framework or a process. So if you notice, even with the conversations that I just had, like the conversations I have with my, my guests, I'll ask, well, hey, is there a framework or a process that you walk your clients through? Because when you're able to clearly t uh, let your people know how you can help them, that makes a huge difference. Like you're able to sell even more of your services. So once again, instead of me trying to sell, you know, ten, five, you know, five hundred dollar offers, <laughs> if I'm able to sell two, you know, five thousand dollar offers, then that, you know, I have more money coming in. I'm spending less energy, uh, you know, or it's it, usually it's the same amount of energy. Sometimes though, when you're at a lower price uh, offer, you spend more energy because you're in this different state. You're in a different state of mind. But you know, having this framework, and so even when my my clients come to me 
and we're looking at how to repackage and reprice their offer, there's a seven-step framework that I walk through. Like literally, there's seven questions that we go through. And when they hit about question number three, they quickly realize, whoa, Bev, I have been underpriced. Yes, you know, but I need them to be able to see that for themselves versus me saying, well, hey, you need to go ahead and make that $5,000. Once again, if they don't think they can sell it for 5000 no matter how many times I tell them, they're not going to be able to sell it. So you have to be able to allow them to come through that discovery, that self-discovery themselves. So, you know, like I said, that, that's the framework that I work through when it comes to repackaging and repricing their offer. So that is one problem that I solve in my business. So getting back to the basics of your business, what is the problem that you solve? And then how do you help them? You know, how do you help your uh, your ideal client solve that problem? Like I said, if there's some type of framework or um, process or one of my clients, she uses the term pathway, which I love, to helping your clients get from where they are, the pain that they're in, to the pleasure that they desire. You know, then, and if you haven't really sat down and thought about it, then I pray that this actually, um, you know, allows for you to sit and think about it. Like, really ask yourself, okay, you know what? What is that process? And all, and even if what you do is quote unquote customized, it's still usually something that you walk them through. Like you looking at the areas, how do I serve my clients? And so, as I noted, one of the problems that I help my clients solve is for them to, you know, to repackage and reprice another. Another um, way that I support my clients is, once again, helping them get more leads, more eyes on their content. So, you know, more of their ideal clients coming in and checking out their information. And so there's a process that we walk through with that. And then the third way is, okay, now that you have these new eyes, you know, you have more eyes on your content, what are you doing to convert them? So we look at conversion, those people from, you know, being leads into paid clients. And so those are the areas that I really focus on with my clients. Like those are the three major areas. Now I break them down and I call it my uh, 5P framework. So with that 5P framework, once again, partnering with God, because like I said, go back to what I said I do. I help them create financially successful businesses without compromising their Christian values. So part of my framework when I walk them through is partnering with God. That next part is them, you know, positioning their genius. That next part is them packaging their genius pricing their genius and promoting their genius. So all of those things, you know, although I have that six, that 5P framework, it's still three main areas that I focus on with them. So I'm able to clearly and succinctly, you know, describe it, you know, able to, and, and it's in terms that they would use. And, you know, that's what makes the key difference. So you want to make sure, do you have a framework? Do you have a way that you describe what you do with people? So I share this story all the time. I was speaking with one of my clients. Uh, on a one-on-one -on -one session that we had. <laughs> and so and I, when I tell people, you know, if you haven't mapped out your framework, if you have not written down how you support your people, do so. Do so, do so, do so. Write out what the problem is. Write out how you help them solve it. And then once again, if there's a framework that you use, write that out. Be very specific because it helps you, you know, know what you do and what you don't do. <laughs> so, for instance, one of the stories that I use is, you know, one of the, she said, well, Bev, I, you know, I need you to help me be able to, to be able to find a man. I'm like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> what you don't want to do is ask Bev. <laughs> I'm like, look, I've never been married. I can't look. If I knew that, I would be married myself. So, <laughs> but I know my lane. I know. I'm like, look, I can't help you with that. But what I can do is help you in your business, help you generate revenue in your business. That that's what I can do. <laughs> 
but that is me being clear and succinct in what it is that I do. And so it makes such a huge difference. So that's why I say that I'm telling you, make sure, make sure, make sure that you start off with the basics. So like I said, back to the basics. That is one basic piece that you need to have. What is the problem that I solve? How do I help people solve it? Another way that you may hear me say that, or what are the, re you know, who do you serve and the results you help people get? Who do you serve and the results you help people get? Because one thing, a lot of us, you know, we're absolutely amazing at what we do in a, as, a, uh, as a product or a service and what we have, but a lot of us lack the business side of it. And some of you guys, like if you have not taken time to invest in sales and learning about sales, I strongly encourage you to do so. Because in the, in the area, in the arena of sales, there are four areas, uh, you know, four reasons why people buy. And so you want to make sure that you know and understand those four areas. And that's something that I do. I work on with my clients. And so whenever we're talking about their product or their service or whatever it is, we weave that into what it is that we're talking about. So that way they're hitting on at least one of those areas. So you certainly want to make sure that that is something that you are privy to and that you know and understand. So that first part, you know, when it comes to us getting back to the basics, start there. Start there. What is the problem that you solve? How do you help them solve the problem? Make sure that you know the framework that you follow to help them solve that problem. You know, who do you serve? What's the results you help people get? Start there. That is part of, that's just part one of getting back to the basics, but that is part one. And so when you get that, I promise you the other part that I'm going to give you that on the next episode is going to make so much more sense. So if there's anything that you struggle with in that area, once again, if you are a Christian female coach, certainly feel free to reach out to me, um, you know, so that way we can kind of discuss where you are and how I may or may not be able to, to, to support you in your business. But I'm telling you, this first part is going to be key to part two of this conversation. So certainly make sure that you tune in next time to hear part two. Of course, if you are uh, interested in learning more about me, my name is Beverly Wathauer, once again, the host of Talking Business with Beverly. You can find my, me, uh, you can Email me at Beverly at BeverlyWathour.com. You can go to my website, www.BeverlyWathour.com. And you can find me on all social media uh, platforms at, you guessed it, BeverlyWathour.com. So until next time, thank you so much for joining us. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Talking Business with Beverly. Join us again 